Welcome to Burn After Noticing. I'm going to add applause here probably because it's a big grand introduction about the Burn Notice podcast we do every week. You have my applause. You have, thank shit. you. Okay, thank you. We've got an applause from my co-host, Paul. That's me. I'm Paul. Josh, I'm Josh. that's you. And You're coming yes, in I'm, hot today. I'm him. That's me. And we're doing a podcast about Burn Notice, a show neither of us is watching. You know are what? We, are we doing a podcast about Burn Notice? <laughs> that's, is that what we're doing today? Are you sure? I don't know. I we've uh, we've watched an episode, so we might did as well they talk do an episode it. of Burn Notice? Was this an episode of Burn Notice? This was <laughs> this, this itself is an episode of Burn Notice. Written are you, and again? By... Are you sure? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know anymore, man. <laughs> Fucking, I'm all twisted and shit now that Bloomberg is just a you know persona non grata. I can't vote for oh, him man, anymore. Yeah. If you like pure shit, just want Bloomberg back. It sucks ass, but, you know, uh, I was about to say we fucked up last week, or I should say I fucked up. It's not really a fuck up, but we I was on a bit of a time crunch, and I, I forgot to read Movie Man Kev, Kevin well, Smith. Well, you're about you know. to fuck up again and not introduce our guest. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if we were going to do that before or after. We should probably let people know that we <laughs> no, have a wait. guest. All right. Now, you, know now we... you have to wait. Now you have to wait. <laughs> he has to wait until I read this bullshit review. No, he doesn't have to read it. Wait until it's bullshit review. <laughs> nope, have to. Can't. I can't uh, accept anything until you after. You know what? He almost needs no introduction because you've probably heard him on the Bobby Horror Picture Show he co-hosts with his co-host Bobby Babylon, but it is It's Me Sleeves. Sleeves! Hey, hey what's up? It's uh, Me Sleeves. It's you, Sleeves. The name um, is very accurate because it's you. That's true. Yeah, more and there, more are saying this. There's someone else with the actual at that is sleeves, and oh, they man. haven't been tweeting. And I know they're supposed to be purging names. I don't know if I'm gonna let's get that be Twitter able to purge. swoop in on it. But I honestly don't know if I even want it at this point. And yeah, because you kind of have the whole "it's me" sleeves. You kind of branded that yourself. Anyway, you've already made your own name. I need to. Why yeah. do you need somebody else's? Well, no, somebody else has mine is is the reason why. Right. <laughs> See, this is a, this is an episode about identity. It's about dis- self-discovery. Yeah. Um, somebody put a bird notice on sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, no, th- sleeves, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate having you here. We wanted to bring you Glad into to be uh, here. Talk about bird notice and uh, like Josh said, we're going to talk about last week's episode just a little bit yeah. first. Uh, Josh, yeah. you want to go ahead with that? Yeah, Movie Man Kev keeps it pretty brief. He's a good guy. Um, but Thanks, as- Kev. Thank you, Movie Man Kev. This actually might be, though, the very last Movie Man Kev review, unfortunately. Yes, that's right. Movie Man Kev got burned. I think he got burned because he must have stopped watching or he stopped caring to write reviews because this episode we're about to talk about does not have a Movie Man Kev review. So this might be the last one. Aw, F's in chat for Movie Man Kev. He was kind of right on line with us, so he gave it 9 out of 10. As we all know, last week we gave a 10 out of 10 across the board because Michael and Fiona fucked. Yep, I gave Um, him to peer pressure, but it was worth it. Yeah, well, I was I was ready to give a ten out of ten for the fucking. Um, yeah, but... the the fucking was ten out of ten at the very least. <laughs> that, that was definitely the best part. But uh, Michael goes undercover as a crazed criminal in order to help a small business owner in Little Havana to get rid of hoodlums that are terrorizing the neighborhood at the. Okay, this is where the punctuation fucks up. At the comma ampersand the whim of shady real estate developer. And he has to find a way okay. to take care of his Bly problem, who's now threatening his friends. The Bly problem. That classic Bly problem that we always have. Don't you hate to have a Bly problem? <laughs> Do you guys just hate when you have Bly problems? When I have Blys in the house, it's so fucking annoying. I like... hate when uh, former uh, Detroit Lions cornerback Dre Bly gives me problems. It's ridiculous. 
but this oh, episode the Rams had some too? truly great moments. The interaction between Michael and Bly, the moment with Sam and his girlfriend, and crazy Mike, and the resolution to it all. And it also was bittersweet as I really liked the character of Bly and was hoping that arc would last a tad Really longer. liked the... What? What was there to like about the character of Bly? He was in there for like one episode. And that was, was like dry toast personified. Okay, uh, there was. We, I did say that like I did like the like, couple times that him and Michael interacted with each other. He did seem to bring out like some good stuff and out of Jeffrey Donovan. I will give him that. I guess, but yeah, there overall they gave it an A. Thank you. Thank Kevin you for the Smith. passing grade, Kev. Appreciate. No, so that, that was the end of Kevin Kevin Smith's reviews of Bird Notice. He will not be yeah. appearing on the podcast. After that, anymore. yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith uh, <laughs> had a heart attack and then started casting his daughter in a bunch of movies. After that, so he couldn't uh, do episode reviews. And crying from uh, Captain Marvel because it's so tearjerker. It's such a tearjerker that Captain it Marvel. Is, I'm, I'm jerking something. What what <laughs> other movie or what other show reviews did he do? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know if I've checked that out. Uh, I don't know if I've delved into Movie Man Kev's other reviews. Uh, let yeah, me, we, have, okay. we have to branch out into the Movie Man Kev extended universe. That'll be every new podcast we make has to be a fucking <laughs> show. All of our, yeah, we're Man just going to follow reviews. Movie Man Kev and just Perfect. make podcasts about all the shows he reviews on Amazon. He reviewed, uh, so he does movies. He reviewed Hellboy, the Hellboy remake from this oh, year. Oh, man, please, please let me make a podcast about Hellboy, the Golden Army. He, he's mostly just doing movies. Like he did, okay. uh, he did The Curse of La Llorona. All right. He, he he does like a lot of weird fucking movies. The Clown at Midnight, a movie from 1999. Huh. That sounds pretty good. That I, does actually sound pretty good. Eclectic movie man, Kev. You love to see it. He's reviewed like every version of Carrie. Okay. <laughs> movie man, Kev's got some darkness. Movie man, Kev has a dark side. What's his review of uh, Midnight Clown? His review of Midnight Clown. Let me go back to that. Where the fuck was? Where were you, Midnight Clown? As I was, oh, there it is. The Clown at Midnight. How are you not bookmarking Midnight Clown? Jeez. I'm fucking up. Apparently, how many other people have reviewed Midnight Clown? Actually, quite a few. People have seen Midnight Clown. Nobody else matters other than Kev. Like, yeah, I was like, if uh, if it ain't a movie, man, Kev review, um, you might as well fuck off. But he basically says, uh, a group of kids are methodic. This film is a clown. <laughs> That's the title. That's the this title. A, a group of what? kids are methodically stalked by a killer clown in clown makeup while they are cleaning up an old opera house. Who lives? Who dies? Who cares? See what you will. But clowns are just inherently frightening for some reason. Furthermore, it takes some serious talent to make a killer clown that's not scary in any way, sense, or from. That's that's a typo. Not way, for. Sense or from. from. Wow, this MF said from. This motherfucker said from, not one iota, this robs the viewer of even silently cheering while the group of stereotypical, asinine, unlikable characters get slashed. A real chore to sit through. Eye candy, Liz Crawford, <laughs> oh, here we go. Eye candy, Liz Crawford as Ashley gets briefly I topless. I liked Kev. <laughs> no, movie, movie man Kev going Mr. Skin on us. Oh, I know, he yeah, let's go. By saying that, well, Liz Crawford as Ashley gets topless briefly, so you know what? Give the clown of midnight a, a C. I give it a C for titties. Wow. I give it he a gave, double D. But he gave, <laughs> but he gave that one episode of Burn Notice an A. <laughs> yeah, he fucking well, loved that. Well, I mean, as you've seen, and as you've seen from this episode at least, Fiona has got some sex appeal going on. She's like one fucking... Fiona side boob equals two full regular boobs. Oh, by the way, he gave it a two a two out of ten for the Clown at Midnight, and one out of forty people found that review helpful. Well, well, who is that, that guy? Can mark we show who the one out of 40 people that found it helpful was? I want to know what that guy's going through. I don't have a fucking IMDb account. I can't. Hmm, this was, I can't. I, imagine looking at that review, reading it, and be like, hmm, this was helpful. Let's give it a little click. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was helpful. I think he's getting review bombed from all these clown at midnight stands. They're all pissed off. They're review How bombing. dare the clown at midnight community? You know, I've always been saying that that clown at midnight community is so toxic. It's how dare the clown at midnight community? Clowny you know? bros. <laughs> I mean, honestly, C's not even a bad, bad grade. I mean, C's get degrees, right? Oh, well, he gave it a 2 out of 10, though, so that's, like, way lower than Well, that's game. really bad. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really fucked up, but I I don't know. I, I don't think he truly appreciated it for what was really there. He mentioned yeah. the titties, but he didn't really fixate on them. I've always found Clown at Midnight to be like Rick and Morty in that you must have a high <laughs> IQ to process the uh, the themes and narratives therein. I will yeah. say the, the movie poster looks like less of a clown and more like the avatars from James Cameron Avatar. Like his I nose would watch looks that, like where, that. Like, it was a clown dressed like an avatar, like an avatar clown on a murder rampage. I'm into that. I think James Cameron stole from the Clown at Midnight. Actually. I am I now more interested in this blue. movie. All right, I'm I, th- I'm actually gonna watch the Clown at Midnight. Actually. Wait, Christopher oh. Plummer is in this movie? Oh shit! <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, we got to stop right there because we're gonna just derail this entire. We're gonna episode. pause the podcast. Gonna... We're gonna watch the Clown at Midnight, and we're gonna we'll talk about the Clown at Midnight. <laughs> New bonus content: the Clown at Midnight review. <laughs> It's going to be know, our like, bonus episode. The clown's kind of cool. He's like a... We're, we're uh, starting a Patreon just to do one Clown at Midnight episode, and that's it. Clown's got a cool haircut, and he's like a better Pennywise, honestly. I'm going to have to pull this up now, goddammit. <laughs> he's like bathed in green light. It looks like this movie was filmed exclusively within like the fucking sewers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like all green. <laughs> oh, whoa, it's on Tubi for free. Are you serious? That's what Google told me. All right. Oh, shit. Tubi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the face. The, yeah, he's, uh, got like a, he's got like some Pennywise paint kind of or like a, like a Chris Jericho pain maker for you wrestling fans out there. Sometimes, it's like, it uh, seems like it, this movie was exclusively filmed with green light bulbs, though, from the stills I like I'm seeing. I think my favorite part about The Clown at Midnight now, if you pull it up on IMDb, the more like this recommendations brings up um, recommend recommendations for Linkin Park and Evanescence music videos. <laughs> <laughs> more like this. Linkin Park, one step closer. Evanescence going under. <laughs> that is so funny. I oh, want to get in a fucking mood. Margot Kidder's in this movie. Like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Shit. Fucking. Yeah, yeah. There's like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> burn notice, you guys. Remember the remember that burn notice podcast? Oh, are we still talking about that? The yet? one that we're doing right now. No, we're still talking about it. Okay. Yeah, we got to talk about burn notice now. All right. Well, Sleeves, we had mentioned briefly before we had even hit record that you kind of were a little in the loop because you've been listening to the show. But that and thanks little... for listening. Might yeah, I say? Thank you. Greatly well, appreciated. But also, that... thank, thank you. you. Thank you all that are listening right now. Hey, hey, thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you two for this service. I mean, this it's is true. Uh, We're braver than the troops. Many more people are saying that we are literally braver than the U.S. military. I'd say so. I mean, I don't I, have any problem saying that. It's true. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's going to come do a USO show at my apartment. Yeah, I, you guys should be getting discounts at Applebee's and shit. I, oh, well, <laughs> I want those twisty. Like chicken tangers or whatever they call them. I'm going to. Yep, I'm going to go to fucking uh, TGI Fridays on Veterans Day, and when they ask me for like my uh, like my ID for my discount, I'm just going to pull up my the podcast, podcast on my phone. App? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> Actually, I was burn after noticing it's available on Apple Podcasts. So can I get my 15 percent off? Please? Well, right away in here. Please have my wife too. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to Applebee's to get cucked. <laughs> we're not. We're well, I mean, I don't know. I think I think the Michael Weston gang diarrhea. <laughs> well, you know, some Applebee's actually have like fucking karaoke. Doesn't that sound like the saddest thing in the world? Holy shit, karaoke at Applebee's. Could you imagine? Who does like? Yeah, I want to hang out with people that are doing karaoke at Applebee's. There's a there's a YouTube guy uh, that Chapo Fym watches a lot who does karaoke at a B-dubs, and he is a god. He's a god. Is Steven he good? Tatum. Steve Tatum. Oh my god. Steve Tatum's amazing. He is. Okay. It's the yeah. I'll, I'll I'll I'm gonna have to get you into the Steve Tatum universe after this. <laughs> there's a oh, universe. Yeah. Oh man, we're going deep on some weird YouTube later. We we're just like it's so funny how we're doing everything but talking about this episode and like we're gonna find out why once we start talking. It's about a weird episode. episode. It's it is one of the weird. strangest. It's no, it's definitely the strangest episode we've seen so far. Um, it's weird. Is this the first episode you've seen start to finish though, sleeves? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is yeah. the first one I've. Uh, other than the only reason I know the show even exists is because you two have a podcast. <laughs> nice. We're out here. We're out here burn pilling people. <laughs> I hope we find out at the end of this episode, much like Blair last week, you've uh, you've become a super fan. Tired, I mean, red pill, wired, black pill, inspired, burn pill. I don't know if I'll become a super fan, but I mean, I'm a big fan of Bruce Campbell, and I think he he seemed great in this one episode. That is a and very uh, from uh, what familiar you guys sentiment said, among our guests. <laughs> yeah, and from what you guys said, I mean, he seems to be consistently cool as hell. Oh, yeah, he is yeah. the fucking cool guy personified he is so cool that he gets a pass from me for like being a troop loving uso gladhander i sent paul a tweet where he's like in all uh military uso shit and i was like damn now i support the military <laughs> i told i told josh that i'm gonna join the military just so i can take a picture in front of a helicopter with bruce campbell <laughs> that's all i want I just want to put on a camouflage baseball cap and just do like a do like a hover hand picture in front of like a Chinook. Mm. Hell yeah. Worth it. I think it'd be worth it. It's okay. We've already created one Burn Notice super fan from this podcast, verifiably. Um, our last guest player, <laughs> aka Skeleton Blood, is like a total Burn Notice fangirl now, so I think we've done our job. And I love that we're having you on the week after sleeves. We're completing the uh, how to be horny and not be a pervert uh, twofer. That's right. Yes, that uh, yeah, skeleton. That's my mommy. That's, that's yeah. Uh, that's if you for anyone that's just listening to and this is your first episode, please go back and listen to last week's. It was a lot of fun. It was, and I was gonna say too. I'm glad that we picked an age appropriate show for the most part. It is, I think, just TV PG. I don't think it's TV 14, so I think you're in the clear there, sleeve. No, I, it was perfectly age appropriate for me. There was some bikinis, but not too many bikinis. Yeah, we, you know, they try to they, they try to you know keep the FCC off their backs a little bit. You know, their their best sex appeal is just showing Fiona as a person. Gabrielle Anwar like hasn't even looked at a carb like in her life. Yeah, she's like negative twenty percent body fat, I think. Yeah, yeah, somebody fucking give her some bread, please. Yeah, she doesn't look well. I mean, she's fucking hard body like just I, hard South Beach hard yeah, body. There is just yeah. She yeah. definitely she works out. She is also the fucking, um, like, tannest Irish person I've ever seen. Like, how is she not pasty? Why? Can I, sure. can I okay. say black Irish on this podcast without getting canceled? <laughs> See, I had forgotten uh, from you guys' other episode. She's supposed to, when I was watching this, I didn't realize she was supposed to be Irish until, Ooh, like, is she Irish? halfway through, like, I did notice uh, some sort of voice 
being it creeps used. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we've talked about this before, but Gabrielle Anwar is actually like Northern English. So even her Irish accent when it comes out in this show is like her really doing a pretty stereotypical accent. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of fun. She's uh, like, I knew friends like this. I'm just going to. Oh, yeah. It, uh, I mean, it, she, her Irishness definitely comes out when she gets horny for a man named Thomas, uh, an Irish con man named Thomas McKee. Thomas McPhee. Oh, Tommy McKee. Tommy McKee in a spot of the old Barney now, isn't he? It sounds like a fucking Andy Daly riff on, uh, on Comedy <laughs> Bang Bang, actually. Yep, old, old Tommy McKee. <laughs> but, uh, so we let's, let's get into it. Uh, of course, we start out with our Burn Notice recap, and uh, we like to ask our guests um, if that short, you know, we do that 30-second recap of like what the show's about before it starts. Did that do enough for you to kind of get you up to speed, Sleeves? Yeah, I'm totally up to speed, I think. I Okay. The, okay, I don't know what he's very concerned with who burned him. Yes, that is the central theme of the show. And that's the one thing I was kind of confused on. So someone uh someone has uh I I mean I'm guessing has uh insulted his character and uh burnt him severely. Yes, oh, like- much like uh right before we started this podcast and you typed one second um <laughs> in the in the chat, uh he got he got absolutely roasted. Uh they 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 ran the roast hands in the chat and he had to delete his account. Uh, he was on that Wilmer Valderrama show, like yeah. what was it, your mama or whatever? Yeah, this the, the Bird Notice in two thousand nineteen would just be about a guy getting ratioed so hard he has to delete his account. <laughs> Millennial bird notice. He's just he's just out there making phone calls like who ratioed me? <laughs> No, Until so you burn, find out who ratioed you, you're not. Yeah, going right. Anywhere. A burn is like like somebody exposed his identity, I believe, right? Yeah, or it's like uh, the idea. We is don't even know. You get yeah, you get outed, and like amongst the spy community, you're like not allowed to work anymore. Everyone's like you're a compromised asset, essentially. Gotcha. Like you're no longer like secure to work with, and he so he's like a contractor, right? He's never like actually working for the, like uh, like a government employee. Okay, okay. He was like a yeah, he's like a you know a black hat contractor type. Okay, or maybe white hat contractor type. Because that was kind of what I was wondering. I was like, is he was he like some sort of um, military or something like no, that? Yeah, like but... a, like some sort of independent contractor. He's mentioned multiple <clears throat> times that he was never CIA. He really likes so, to make sure to tell people, I'm not fucking CIA. Which is so exactly some... what someone from the CIA would want you to believe, by the way. I'm looking at you, John Krasinski. Oh, fucking Jack Ryan. More like Jack off Ryan. Got him! Oh. Uh! Yeah, somebody else got burned. (laughs) Suck it off his gym. Well, Mm. see, okay, I also thought a couple horny fellas like ourselves, this, this, uh, we could do our own burn notice about someone who's recently found out that they have uh, some sort of, you know, Oh, burn notice, you have an STD? That they have to, (laughs) yeah. That would be a lot funnier as if. It's just ADR that phone call where Michael gets burned and his face like drops from the first episode of like Michael, you have gonorrhea yeah. and his face just <laughs> yeah. drops. So then he's got to like the clinic. He's like trying to find out who gave it to him. He's got to contact all his other partners and let them know he's <laughs> he's had using it, that like, like one app they had that like anonymously emails people like when you give them like your your yeah. former sexual partners. And then that's and, and then all everything else that's happening is happening too. I Fiona comes it, over from Ireland and she's like, You gave me a weird itch, Michael. <laughs> Fucking yeah. burn the burn is gonorrhea. Is this what we're finding that's out? The, yep. It turns out the burn is gonorrhea. Spoilers. Wow. <laughs> uh, maybe Spoilers for Michael two. Weston's penis. <laughs> maybe we can make a movie called Gonorrhea Girl. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh no. 
I'm not touching that one. Yeah, you should because you're going to get gonorrhea. Burn notice. Yeah, don't touch it. Wow. So we've uh, we've got about 20 minutes and we haven't said a goddamn thing about this episode, really. Well, I mean, one thing I'll say about the recap is it always when Michael always says like, when you're burned, you have no cash, no credit, no job history. We used to have Johnny Cash, Mike Credit, and Steve and uh, Steve job history. And now we have no cash, no credit, and no Go job. Go away! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we get to recap, uh, and the episode opens up with Michael's relationship <laughs> corner. Uh, it's like if you being a spy is like being what is it? Being a spy is like being in a relationship, or is it as hard as being in a relationship? I don't know. Being don't a spy know. is like being in a library one week. Now it's a relationship this week. Who the Michael fuck Weston, the guy who sucks at being both a spy and <laughs> a boyfriend, <laughs> is giving us advice on how to be both. Did you learn a little thing from um, all of uh, Michael Weston's uh, inner like monologue sleeves? <laughs> no, it confused me even more because. <laughs> That's when he was talking about like his burn notice the most. <laughs> so that's when I was like, "What yeah, the yeah, fuck is uh, this man?" For what for is he some doing? reason, the the base of operations in this episode is Fiona's condo rather than the Michael Weston apartment, which is where, <laughs> where Mike, stuff usually happens in the Michael apartment. This yeah, time maybe, we're in Fiona's condo, and it was disorienting. Maybe some like, other student, like some other fucking show, was using that that day. Like we, I we guess can't so. film. But it was, like, disoriented to be in, like, a set that's, like, fully decorated and has, like, stuff. Like a normal condo? Yeah, yeah. It's like a normal condo rather than the fucking warehouse Michael was living in with, like, the (laughs) fallout fridge. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we get a little bit of that. But, yeah, his his thing's shitty. But she's, like, super lovey-dovey in this one because they they just just fucked not too long ago. Folks, they fucked. They fucked not too long ago. In case you forgot, Michael and Fiona fucked raw I'm, uh i, th- I mean I'm we didn't see to, him i'm open going to assume yes yeah okay then i think that's yeah, yeah. safe to assume um there is n- absolutely no way somebody as irish as fiona uses contraception she <laughs> is way 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 too catholic for that there is just no chance Ooh, maybe yeah those deep catholic roots Dude, she was in like... the fucking ira come on yeah but they definitely didn't stop the show to like pull out a condom or anything so we have to assume that not Michael, only do you have did... protection he dicked her raw. He also came inside of her, probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, they I know died. this is cheesy, but, like, if, if Michael asks Fiona if she's using protection, she pulls out a fucking AK-47. She's like, oh, yeah. She probably... No, she fucked him. This isn't him fucking her. She That's fucked true. him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Michael's definitely the sub in this relationship. No oh, question yeah. about it. She is the dom daddy, like, with... Just, yeah. Rules that relationship with an iron fist, and she does it through, like, being kind and lovey, making Michael his favorite dish, which, by the way, did anyone else catch what Michael's favorite dish is? Tuna with tahini? What the fuck? What's tahini? It's like a, it's like a, like a sauce that goes on, like, gyros, or not gyros, um, like, that's, shawarmas that's and stuff, or like a, yeah, I was thinking like a, like a shawarma. I thought it was, t- like, I thought it was something else. Was it really that? I thought you no, said, like, like a, a dish. She said tuna with tahini, so I would assume that's like a tahini sauce, like okay. on the tuna. I just don't think I've ever heard it that way. Then, so weird. Who eats tuna? With, I don't know. That's strange to me. I, maybe it's because I don't like tuna. I don't know. That fucking weirded me out. Tahini or tahina is a condiment made from toasted ground hulled sesame. Yeah, ma- yeah. a major ingredient in hummus, baba ganoush, and halva. Yeah, who puts yeah. it? That seems like a weird tuna topping. It definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not a tuna guy. Like a tuna guy, you tell me. I don't f with tuna. I think it's gross. I'll try it. I guess. I mean, tuna. I don't know. Whatever. 
Welcome to Tuna <laughs> Chat, folks. Tuna thoughts. <laughs> tuna time. Tuna time. All right. Well, let's stop, and we'll all like make our version of a tahini sauce, and we'll report back. Folks, send your send your favorite tahini recipes uh, to burnafternoticing at uh, gmail.com or at burnnoticepod on Twitter. Tell I us your make favorite it, way to eat tuna. I will tuna. put it on tuna, I swear What's to you. What's your favorite way to eat tuna? What's your favorite way to eat tahini? Uh, have you ever tried both? Tell us. Tell us, folks. Uh, so the, the episode opens with the the condo, the tuna with tahini, and Michael's got his burn notice that uh, that this, the uh, the agent gave him in the last at the end of the last episode after he got laid. Michael got laid, then he got his burn notice, and he's apparently been pouring over it nonstop. And uh, he's come, trying to come up with a strategy to find out who burned him and how to get in touch with him and all that stuff. Um, and Fiona is a bounty hunter now, apparently. Yeah, and for a bail bondsman, which I was Does like, it, Did it feel like a lot of time like just like jumped forward in this episode? Like so much happened. Like we went to the fully decorated condo that we barely have seen before, and then like Fiona's like a fully fledged bounty hunter who's like had multiple jobs. It looks like they've been in this relationship. For a second, like at the beginning of this episode, I literally thought that was a dream sequence because they also spent a lot of this episode inexplicably shooting Fiona in like a weird soft Vaseline on the camera lens light. Anyone else notice that? I mean, okay, from having only seen, only being aware of the show through you, <laughs> and then like seeing this intro, I could tell that yeah, like this was all brand new information, and it felt like it was being uh, portrayed in a strange way. Where I could see where someone watching the show would think that. Yeah, this episode was, it, was jarring. Is the best way I can describe it. It, it also was a jarring like, episode. <clears throat> the the camera work in this episode is did something that I don't think had ever done in the show before. Where it, like so the show sometimes pauses and then we'll do like weird cuts, but it did like almost um, uh, the Evil Dead where the camera like swoops through like up to somebody, you know, like pause and then do like a real big speed up to the camera. Maybe I don't that think was that, has idea. that ever happened in an episode? Did Bruce get behind the camera on this episode? Maybe some. Maybe one of the camera guys was like out sick and Bruce was like, I'll do it. Yeah, it was fucking I, get weird. A, get out of the way, loser! I got this. <laughs> he was drunk on set. <laughs> it's like it was like uh, I think I think was it uh, was it Benedict Turdsman that said uh, Bruce wasn't didn't even know he was doing filming a show. He just came on set and everybody just let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah, it's this kind of a, true. This is just a continuation of that. Like he just showed up and Bruce was like, oh, I got the camera. And everyone, was, okay, Mr. Campbell, sure. <laughs> no one just no one can tell him any otherwise because he's too cool. <laughs> He was pissed because his character couldn't drink in this episode. I love that. There, we'll get into that. I, I want to talk about some of that Sam Axe stuff, which it's going to take a while because it took them fucking 11 minutes to put Sam Axe in this episode, which is criminal. Damn, you timed it? I fucking timed it. <laughs> I need to start. Yeah, because I was that. getting pissed. I was like, how long until we get fucking Sam Axe in this episode? Well, this uh, you mentioned, okay, it starts with her all of a sudden is a bounty hunter. Yep. Which uh, they go straight into a hunt immediately. Yep, and then and we get then a, we like... get a lower third graphic for uh, for for old Tommy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> old and Tommy like... gets his lower third. And then there's that he there's a huge chase, and like they're both chasing this bounty. There's another bounty hunter. They're trying to stop him, and then they're like playing this jazz music underneath. <laughs> yep. Music. Welcome like, to the bird notice music sleeves. They. There, it was so close to trying to be like Cowboy Bebop for a second. <laughs> oh, Holy shit! Is what oh, is like the vibe I got because like the the music cues they split up. They're chasing the other bounty hunter, and then like I don't know. 
Well, and then, you then know, the jazz, then the jazz music starts playing. Well, you know, John Cho. Uh, <laughs> of course, we wish John Cho a speedy recovery, but he was uh, he was injured uh, before they could make Cowboy the Cowboy Bebop live action. Let's just make Jeffrey Donovan fucking Spike Spiegel on Netflix, man. We'll get another <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, Scarlett Johansson controversy. We love yeah. it. Let's let's cast Jeffrey Donovan as Spike Spiegel. It's not like he hasn't uh, or <laughs> hasn't skirted some racially offensive stuff in this show already, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Donovan can do it. Boston accent Spike Spiegel, I'm so into it. We had uh, we had like what's Hispanic voice Jeffrey Donovan? Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm just waiting for for the blackface episode. It's got it's gonna uh, happen. It was 2007. No. If Michael Ian Black was doing it, I'm guessing Jeffrey Donovan will pull it off at some point. Yeah, probably. Quick reminder that Michael Ian Black did blackface on Stella. What? Oh, wow, I just killed the podcast with that. Huh? <laughs> Holy shit! Kill, that's a real mood killer, huh? We're like, well, me and sleeves are like, got oh, some we uh, like blackface got some actually. Trudeau voters in here, do we? Huh? <laughs> got got some Trudeau heads. You're like outnumbered. <clears throat> oh, I really yeah. hate to uh, interrupt, but I accidentally just pulled up another tab, and um, our our mutual friend Lydia Black has retweeted a friend of hers who is uh, doing a candy cane challenge. <laughs> yes. Have yes, you I, seen it? Okay. I have we, seen this. She's hanging candy canes on uh, both of her nipples, <laughs> and it's it's kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> I love that you stop. You're like, I have to interrupt everybody. There's hey, candy this podcast. canes Let's hanging talk about on candy nipples. Cane nipples. <laughs> yeah, that. I don't know. It felt appropriate. You guys. It is almost Christmas. You know, we've got what uh, eleven days or ten days really until Christmas. We are in the Christmas spirit. There's got to be a Christmas episode of Burn Notice, right? There will be. I hope so. I hope we get one this season uh, at some point, like right around the holidays, just so we can talk about it. Because well these these episodes were airing like in July and August so I, oh, I think oh true yeah maybe of towards course. the end of the season maybe we'll get Thanksgiving episodes or something there's got to be some holiday episodes right just cram it in you can fit it you got to do a Veterans Day about the show or something yeah, else just just you know hey. spit on the episode cram How it in how fucking horny is this one gonna get today boys <laughs> Jesus I know this was like the horny vibe we should have had last week I feel like we weren't this horny last week. I don't know. Well, we were pretty horned last week. If you go back, true. we got pretty excited about uh, Michael and Fiona fucking. It's were you true. aware of the candy cane challenge last week, though? No, we weren't. You're right. <laughs> there was no there was no candy cane challenge last week. I was not aware of any candy cane challenges. The only ch- challenge I had in mind today was the Fiona eat a, chal- eat a carb challenge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> eat a carb challenge. Eat a carb challenge. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, back on to Burn Notice, which we are talking about, ostensibly. I don't know. Uh, I like the candy cane stuff. All right, anyways, it. about candy cane nipples. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we stopped the episode, and we came back with candy canes. We're going to try this. Yep. So uh, it, where were we at? The, the chase scene? Yeah, th- there's a chase scene. There's a bounty hunter. Uh, Fiona it, uh, chases down old Tommy McKee, who is going to be our uh, our client this week. Um, and Jeffrey Donovan, or Michael Weston, I'm sorry, I've been talking about Donovan out of character so much in this one. Uh, Michael Weston, uh, unbuttoned shirt, runs down the, the big bounty hunter and, like, bumps into him to, like, oh, slow yeah. him down. And does my, my favorite thing that Jeffrey Donovan does in this show uh, is when he's, like, doing, like, a character thing or, like, some sort of, like, animated thing and then immediately goes stone-faced in the middle of it. Like, I love when he does that thing. Like, like he'll, he'll be laughing and be like, ha and then just... And like then just yeah, little, and he did that when he's like, "Dude, dude," and he just stops when the guy walks away. <laughs> it's actually kind of psycho, really. Well, we've already established uh, at, that. Yeah, at, these people are all psychos. Besides, he's got Sam some Axe. psycho in him. Yeah, he's got a everyone psycho. besides Sam Axe is a psychopath in this show. 
Yeah, he's like the most normal one, but he's still like the drunk fun guy. Yeah, yeah, he just likes to drink and fuck, man. And he's so he is so upset that he can't do either in this episode. It's it's a shame. He mentions when it a think, few times. Have we? When do you think we'll get to see Sam Axe fuck in this show? God, I hope soon. I hope soon. <laughs> I really hope we get it. Like we, I hope there's a whole side plot. Yeah, no, this whole episode he's complaining about how he can't go down to the keys with Veronica and he can't drink. Like all he wants right. to do is get drunk and go fuck his girlfriend down in Key West. And you know what? He should be allowed to. Yeah, he's got to deal with this bullshit. Let Sam X drink and bang, man. It's so funny how like there's that part in this episode where he's like he has to go undercover as a oh god, what's his guy? What's his undercover name again? Chuck something. Oh, the the one he uses all Chuck the time. Finley. Yeah, Chuck, yeah, Chuck Finley. Yeah, Chuck Finley. Chuck Finley. So good old Chuck Finley. And it's so funny how genuinely uncomfortable Bruce Campbell looks in a suit. <laughs> like it really shows like on camera like he's supposed to look uncomfortable because the character of sam axe doesn't like it but i think sam i think bruce doesn't fucking like it either <laughs> who does yeah it's true i mean a nice suit's one thing but like he genuinely looks like it doesn't it's not right on him and it, it's just it's a really nice touch i think <laughs> it'd be like, like that scene in the irishman he's like you yeah. wear shorts to a meeting he'd be the one to wear shorts to a he meeting. he has worn <laughs> shorts to multiple meetings in this show just piss off some irish mafia guy <laughs> Well, There's... he does. He does spend a lot of time pissing off an Irish woman in this show. So, ooh, and probably pissing because he drinks so much. Oh <laughs> man, what is Sam? Ax- how dark is Sam Axe's? <laughs> his piss? Was that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, his piss is just like the color of a Bloody Mary, right? Oh, <laughs> he, should be concerned. Oh, no. <laughs> he should be concerned about uh, about his health. It's, well, it's so funny because at the end of this episode, like, towards the end, he's like eating a snow cone with Michael, and he's like, "Wow, I haven't had a day like this. Like, I can't even believe." Like, he's like rediscovering like sobriety and like how much, <laughs> like, and like all the life around him. He was like, "Wow, I can't believe it, Michael." <laughs> it's wild. Sam X dries out, and he's like, "Oh my God, a snow cone." This is great. My piss. I haven't pissed this clear, and since uh, oh, East geez. Germany, he always brings up uh, East Germany. <laughs> yep. So we, we get our lower thirds, and we find out uh, Tommy McKee, uh, our, our good guy. So they, they catch him. It's Fiona's bounty. But before Fiona turns him in, he's like, hey, I actually got a job for you. I'll pay you double if you help me clear my name. And Fiona um, inexplicably is just like, Michael, I have to help him. We must help him. And it's so, yeah, of course, you're, you're horny for the Irish con man. Uh, and well, she, I feel like, though, she's really just trying to get him jealous. He's yeah, yeah, it's the, it's yeah. the make, uh, make Michael jealous plot. Right. Yeah. Which and is so we've she, done how many times now? Oh yeah. No, Fiona's a psycho. She's like manipulating him. That's we, we know this. She is. She wants like, to like a, test to make sure that he's. She's serious. like a stone cold murderer and master manipulator. She reminds me of, uh, and I'm blanking on the character's name, from The Big Lebowski, who was like so concerned with getting, uh, the dude's jizz for like a. Oh, baby. Uh, Jillian Anderson's character. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Where she's like doing like fucking yoga moves after they. Wait. Clock, no. No. So no. No. Uh, is that? Is that? No. That's not Jillian Anderson. That's um. Ah shit! I'm so hungover, you guys. I can't. I, My brain. You know what? I was like so ready to just be like, yeah, that name. I can't I, 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 I told you about this, Josh, but I got so drunk last night that I got a big old bag of Taco Bell and I brought it home and I put it on the table and I fucking just passed out immediately. Like just That's right. Such out. a bummer. Did uh, you still? Did you? Did you can you still eat it. I yeah. absolutely wasted two cheesies gordita crunch, and I am very, very upset. And yes, the pluralization of cheesy gordita crunch is now officially cheesies gordita crunch. This is canon. We're you must, if you get now. one, if you get more than one cheesy gordita crunch, that's how you must refer to it. Cheesies gordita crunch. 
Alright, well, you everybody start that. Let's get it trending, I guess. Yep, let's get it trending. <laughs> let's let's get a cheesy good eater crunch going, folks. Get made fun uh, of by your friends for saying it. Hey. Yeah, get made fun of by your friends for having proper grammar. Uh but yeah, the, the the entire beginning of this episode was kind of whatever because it felt like it was just Michael Weston bouncing back and forth between Sam and Fiona for exposition. We've been he would like leave for... her, go to him, and he would give exposition. Ex- uh, exposition came talk, and then he would go back to Fiona, and she would give him exposition. It was like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about the. We've been talking for thirty six minutes, and like not even four minutes into this episode, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, well, I mean, let's let's think about this though. Bird notice compared to candy canes on nipples and clowns <laughs> at midnight. Like, come on. True. True. You have a good point. This um, episode is fighting a losing battle. Really? So, well, we'll, well try. Like, you know, we'll... you got a good episode. If, if it was too good, if it was too good at being about burn notice, then it might not be good at all, right? Well, that's what we're here to find out. That's what it's we're here to investigate. Deep sleeves. It's too early for me to hear these wisdom oh, bombs. Oh shit! <laughs> I, can't fucking, I can't fucking deal with that right now. Well, so Fiona um, and Michael are going to help. Uh, a cop out old Tommy McKee. They're gonna clear his name. So he got—he's the fall guy for some sort of jewel thief plot. The whole thing's convoluted. This episode's yeah, convoluted. The, the solution's gems, convoluted. If you will. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, nice reference. <laughs> is that out? Is that out yet? Did that just come out? Uh, I think it's in limited release. For me, it doesn't fucking show up here for until like December twenty-third. Oh. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's somewhere here in Chicago. We'll find out. I guess. Yeah. Probably big metropolitan areas. You there fucking has to be elite, like at least you city elitists. We hate you. There has to be at least one scene where Adam Sandler like does like an Adam Sandler freakout, right? Well, from what I've been hearing on Twitter, that he does like a lot of Eleanor from Eight Crazy Nights. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of excited about that. Okay. Okay. I want to hear that. I would love if Adam Sandler was like one of the bad guys of the week in this show. Uh, oh my god! Do you imagine? Well, I did look ahead, and I feel like it was like in season five. So you know, we'll get to that in like two years. But uh, <laughs> Patton Oswalt is on one episode. Oh, hell yeah. I love when Patton Oswalt shows up on TV. As a, He was in Justified for a few episodes. It was very fun. Nice little turn there. Um, Remember when Adam Sandler was on that, like, one or two episodes of King of Queens? Was he? I never oh, really was watched he? King of Queens. Yeah, it was, like, the last season. And I think he was maybe – I think maybe he played, like, uh, old friend of Doug's from high school or some shit. Yeah. But he was, like, still, like, wild and crazy and, like... Oh, yeah, because uh, oh, yeah, Kevin James did, uh, what, the the Happy Madison movies. He did a few of those. Grown-ups. Right? Oh, yeah, grown-ups. Grown-ups, yeah. 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 And Paul okay. Blart. Wasn't that Happy Madison? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe, probably. Paul Blart. Oh, my goodness. When are we going to talk about Paul Blart on this podcast? Is yeah, it that's now? another bonus episode. Next bonus episode is <laughs> uh, Midnight Clowns and Paul Blart. What I would love a Paul Blart um, Burn Notice crossover, actually. How oh, fucking man. great would that be? Like, yes. Runs yes. into Paul Blart on a mission, and then they have to team up. Paul Blart is the exact type of like bumbling idiot that would be one of his clients of the week. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so For much sure. fun. Well, I mean, David Zayas was like a security guard, right? And, and he was uh, he was one of the clients. <laughs> yeah, he's like these people are trying to take over the mall, Michael. They got my daughter. Oh my god, that is a burn notice plot. Holy shit! <laughs> it's a burn notice plot. Yep. Yep. Oh man, the fuck the Dexter crossover. This is what we really need. Blart notice. <laughs> Blart notice. <laughs> oh, my like episode it. title. All right, I'll <laughs> get that fan fiction started. That'll be oh, bonus man. content. We still need to find more burn notice fan fiction. Oh, I yeah, I remember like when real we... Real horny slash. There was fake. some. Maybe I should find some and start reading it. Maybe we should. Well, we don't have any more episode reviews from Movie Kev, so maybe. 
Maybe we'll uh, get a little hot and horny with a possibly, um, bird possibly. notice reading through so, fucking fanfic. Um, this guy offers to do the clearing the name. Fiona really wants to help to help him. Uh, they all they agree to it. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Michael also wants to set up a meeting with some some other spies to like help along his burn notice case. And I love yeah. this. So so here's a follow me along for a little fun thread here. He's, he's like, Fiona's like, who do we call? Uh, should we get the Iranians on the phone? And he was like, no, we can't get the Iranians. I don't really want some people who put Michael Weston and Jihad in the same sense. Thank you. Yes. And uh, it was like, okay, so how about the Libyans? And he's like, well, <laughs> all right, let's do the Libyans. I'd rather work with Gaddafi is what he was basically saying, which, I again, I totally understand. Uh, so, it was a different so Michael, time. So Michael gets in touch with the Libyans. And then so here's the fun part about this, guys. Um, the Libyan spy is played by uh, character actor Marshall Manesh, who is great. He's in all kinds of stuff. Uh, How I Met Your Mother Heads would probably notice him as Ranjit. Um, he's been in all kinds of stuff. He's great. But <laughs> here's the fun part, guys. Marshall Manesh is from Iran. He's an Iranian actor. No <laughs> so, way. So the, 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 the idea, we wrote this show to be like, let's get rid of the Iranians. Let's go to the Libyans. And then let's get an Iranian actor to play the Libyan. <laughs> oh, my God. Fun. I did not know that. <laughs> follow, the th follow the threads, folks. But no, that's we got some good character actors. We have Marshall Manesh, and then we have our bad guy, is uh like he's like he owns a hotel, I guess, but he's also a jewel thief. Yeah, well, he like scammed some insurance out of some. He used to own like a some kind of store, and then it burned down mysteriously. So they kind of hinted that it was like a tat, like a fraud insurance. Yeah, burn notice on his own stuff, huh? Yeah, burn to get the money property. to buy the hotel. So now he owns that hotel. Ah, right. So yeah, he does that, but he's also a thief, and he. Uh, he made uh, old Tommy McKee the fall guy uh, because they stole his. They used his uh, his security clearance, like his uh, his ID yeah. card or whatever. Yeah, they made it seem like so, he lost it. Yep. So he's gonna be the fall guy. So they, they do some recon on him, um, and he is a rich guy with a soul patch, which should just never happen. Should just <laughs> never, never ever 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 happen. Um, and he's is played the soul by patch. Is it yeah. cool still? Like, yeah, it's not right. Like, it never I, was. But here's it's the thing: coming it, back. It should, like once you have a certain income level, like it should automatically come right off. Like there's, you just can't. I mean, Chad Kroger from Nickelback has one. That's cool. Yeah, well, that Nickelback is, cool. is very cool and good, as we all know. So <laughs> yeah, we love Nickelback because they're awesome. <laughs> no cap. Uh, How you remind me was like one of the first songs I learned on both guitar and drums when I was younger. Why? <laughs> because I was twelve and I thought Nickelback was cool. Oh okay. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was like yesterday. Yes, I learned. I learned how to play. I was, I was learning my favorite Nickelback songs on the guitar last week. <laughs> Just you pull out. I, lo I would love the idea of like pulling out an acoustic guitar, like at a party, like hey, everyone gather around. He starts singing. You start. Never made it as a wise man. <laughs> as a poor man Those are like the best karaoke songs because they're so simple. Everybody, I feel like, knows the words to them. Oh God, I, that's the thing is like uh, oh, Nickelback. Man. I uh, I heard Steve Austin describe Creed like this once, and I think Nickelback is the same. That uh, they sold forty million albums, but you can't find anybody that's admitted to buying one. Oh man, I can't oh, wait man. to do Nickelback karaoke at an Applebee's and then immediately kill myself <laughs> in the video game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, <laughs> I won't do that. But that seems like some sad, sad like. My life has hit rock bottom. I'm about to go do something like the saddest thing I can think of, which is, you know, Nickelback karaoke in an Applebee's. Oh, yeah. It looks like uh, <laughs> you're like, like, the, uh, like the bankers and when the Great Depression hit, all the guys in their offices like, hey, everybody, things are going to be great. Bam! This blow their fucking brains out. So I just want to stop real quick and um, 
I don't know if you've checked out the trivia pieces from uh, IMDb on this uh, show. I didn't check them on this one, no. Um, I love this one because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, M- Michael's Libyan contact is named Anwar, which is the last name of Gabriel Anwar, the actress who plays Fiona. Wow. <laughs> no way. That's a trivia piece. No way. It's we got some trivial. sleuths out there on the IMDb uh, trivia message. And uh, although Sharon Gless is credited in this episode, she's the one who plays Michael's mom. Uh, she does not appear in this episode. That's another trivia she piece. Is, she is listed as credit only, folks. No Sharon Gless. I love Michael's mom, too. I'm sad we didn't get some Michael's mom in this episode. We like it's we ridiculous. love Mama Weston here at Burn After Noticing. Actually, there's a cool one uh, on the trivia. That I don't think I uh, knew. Sam chooses his cover, Chuck Finley. Um, the, the cover main, cover name Charles Finley is uh, uh, named after the controversial owner of the Kansas City Athletics, later be known as the Oakland Athletics after moving the franchise. So they named him after the old Kansas City Athletics uh, owner. That is interesting. Did they? Is there any reason why? I who, don't know. Whose idea I, I, like, was that? Like, who who is uh, tied enough to that like lore and history to want to make that nod? I I don't like I know more about the Philadelphia Athletics owner than I do like the Kansas City like I don't remember you're you're a resident baseball crank here right because I knew like back when they were like in Philadelphia they were like pissed off about this was like early 1900s and like the um San Francisco or New York Giants at the time thought they were like unprofessional and so they called them white elephants which I guess was like a fucking own back then in the early 1900s Yeah, God, I love own. old burns are the like the best. Like when you like if you called somebody a cad, you'd have to like duel to the death. Right, but that's why the the A's have like an elephant mascot because they like took it and ran with it. They're like, fuck you, we'll own that identity. Like we we it's like we don't really think about that. Like we spend all day on Twitter just telling people to shut the fuck up and like calling them like shitbag losers. But like a hundred years do ago, on Twitter? but like a hundred <laughs> years ago, you could like go up to somebody and be like, I name you coward, sir, and you'd have to like murder each other. <laughs> Like, hey, I yeah. mean, depending on who you piss off on Twitter, that still is a possibility. Well, also true. But I'm going to keep pressing my luck, folks, because nothing's more cathartic than telling a politician to shut up that will never, ever see it. Uh, sometimes they do see it, and then sometimes, you know, um, they think you're an actual Michael Bloomberg intern. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I'm just saying some people were um, making or they were trying to imitate Nick Sorelli, who is an actual intern, you know. Ah, OK. OK. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I remember that, that that real life Bloomberg intern that, that lost his job over making a really cool dance for Michael. I thought that was yeah. pretty messed up. It's pretty fucked up. Actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, you know what? I was a Bloomberg supporter, too. I was a real uh, a, a real Bloomberger. <laughs> is that what they call themselves? Yep, that's that's what they call themselves. They call themselves Bloombergers, work because uh, because we get we get that cheese. His fucking vice president candidate better be like some play on French fries then. No, it's gonna be grimace. <laughs> like the fucking McDonald's grimace. Well, uh, billionaires are all basically a bunch of hamburgers, right? Perfect... Am I right, yeah. fellas? No, grimace is perfect because he's purple because they're so, they're a blend between Democrat and Republican. Oh they're, they're shit! Centrist. Grimace, he's... the grimace ultimate is a centrist. centrist dipshit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, again, billionaires are just a bunch of hamburglers. Yeah, exactly. Michael Bloomberg is the hamburglar. He's trying to steal our burgers. Wow, a big a big cheeseburger eating clown. You, you're talking about the dang president, Donald J. Trump. Oh wow! Oh, oh, oh my God! <laughs> Can't wait till Donald talk- Trump has to resign now. A lot of burns on this episode, folks. Really. We got him. I don't know if we can release this episode anymore. <laughs> Damn it! I ruined it. 
don't know. Yep, My Trump-loving I'm, family listens yeah, to this. You can't be talking about Trump like that, guys. Yeah, I wouldn't want uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want Baron Trump to hear this and then think his dad was an actual clown. <laughs> he well, yeah. He, he this will make him question everything prior. He's like, nah, fuck that. This is the podcast <laughs> to make him think. We would hate maybe, to see that. Um, like, that is a clown. <laughs> so. Mike is going to get he want he offers information to uh to the Libyans and uh he offers to aid the Gaddafi security forces in finding out who blew up one of their gas depots um which is awesome and I respect so Michael's doing just you know as as the as the Bluth family would say just a little light treason <laughs> it's very light treason to get He's doing light uh, well, treason. They light treasoned him, you know. That's probably yeah, exactly. How but he wants to again. he wants to get uh he wants to get in touch with the man who burned him whose name is Philip Cowan more like Philip Coward Wow, you oh, know what, Paul? Guy. I'm bringing you him fucking, you, you should write trivia for IMDb. Because I, got a fucking, trivia. I, got a, I got a blicky with the stiffy, man. I got the full clips today. Yeah, because uh, one of the trivia pieces on here is that uh, uh, like he wants to meet with the Libyan rather than Iranian, and that Marshall Manesh is Iranian. That's one Boom. of the um, facts. I'm a fucking super sleuth out here. This is what we do. Damn. You already know it. <laughs> so he comes up with his plan. He's got that. And then meanwhile, on our A story... Um, Fiona is just fucking psychologically cucking Michael to death with old Tommy <laughs> McKee. Like every scene, she's just like being super sweet to him in Michael's own apartment, like giving him so- shoulder rubs, fucking taking Michael's yogurt right out of the fallout fridge and giving it to him. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. I was going to say, Sleeves, you're like our resident horny um, expert here. Fiona as a character, like, do you think she's like, what amount of horny do you think she is? What would you rate her? Um, Honestly, Okay, she seemed more like a mun- manipulative horny. Okay, like, she, like she's using it as a weapon, and I think those people are uh, fake horny. Well, in this so, episode, oh. she's almost exclusively manipulatively horny. You're a hundred percent correct. So I, I, I would question her horniness entirely. Wow, mm, I never even thought of it that way, but you're kind of right. Now remember, she is a sociopath, so like her feigning genuine emotion is definitely likely. Yeah, see, and and uh, you'd be surprised how many people are out there faking being horny. How you going? Shameful, shameful. Is this Folks, like they live? We're gonna put on glasses, and we'll see who who's really horny. Folks, if you look hard horny. enough, you can tell. You can tell. You you know you go on you go on these uh, websites, and then like people say stuff, and it's like you're not, you don't mean that. You're just saying it because you're trying to make people think you're horny. See, people aren't like us. People aren't horny all the time. No, my desire to be ran over by a car by some of my favorite human beings is 100% real. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> is that your level of horny? Uh, I mean, it depends on who's asking and what time of day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ask me again when we turn the podcast off. Oh, boy. When we turn the podcast off, we get turned on. Oh! <laughs> that's Again, we're starting a paywall just to talk about Midnight Clowns and get extra horny. Uh, one of our bonus episodes will just be the sounds of both of us jerking off. <laughs> Fap like, ASMR. Yeah. Just Fap. clicking through on a computer. Fapping to Sam X ASMR, not clickbait. People are like, why is this only like two seconds long? This episode's only <laughs> two seconds long. Well, it's got to be at least like three minutes for your JOI instruction video, right? Well, well, only, hey, certain people 
I won't name names. I will. Dakota Charms. Um, <laughs> Thank you, we'll Dakota do Charms. three minutes for you, which is very generous. Some people probably don't even do that much. So I think she's just doing a very good service to the horny community. Honestly, huge shout out to Bro. Dakota Charms for that, J.O.I. We used a, uh, a clip of it uh, for last week's episode, and it's great. <laughs> that was really, really fun. Very fun. <laughs> Definitely. So... Uh, Speaking of okay, we got to horny Fiona. Where are we? Is this an episode uh, of Burn Notice still, guys? Yeah, still so Burn Notice. We're still talking this episode. They're still talking Libyan operatives. So basically, the crux of this episode is two things. He's using the Libyan operatives to get the uh, into contact with the person who called the Burn Notice, which was some NSA agent that they couldn't find any information on. And then we also got Tommy McPhee or whatever the fuck his name was. It's Thomas McKee. Thomas McKee. So I think I was going to say like. Put some respect on his name. It was Nanny McPhee, the movie. That's that's what I was thinking of. Nanny McPhee. Yes, but he's like. Are you trying to say all Irish people look alike? (laughs) You racist. Uh, uh, You know what? I'm part Irish, probably. Um, (laughs) I I think I legitimately am, so I'd get some clout there to say that. But um, yeah, and the other one is like a jewel thief who's getting framed by the the fucking hotel owner, and he's trying to like get to the hotel owner, and he pretends to be like somebody interested in buying the uh, the spider brooch. Right, right. So yeah, he sets he does that uh, with the with the fake Chuck Finley, and they try to do a deal. Um, it doesn't really go Michael's way, so they have to like try to seek alternatives. Um, we get Barry, the fence, or the the uh, oh. like the the money laundering guy. Yeah. Uh, Barry, aka Guy Fieri, Dark, um, aka if New Metal were a person. Yeah, I, I told I, I texted you off the pod that he's Guy Fieri fusion danced with the lead singer of Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he. If you oh know the God. character we're talking about, sleeves the. Uh, he talks with uh, Bruce Campbell briefly yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And they have that. Uh, they have Bruce Campbell mentioned Spider Man. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bruce Campbell mentioned Spider Man, and he met, they like they mentioned like everybody's first name. They're like Charo, Liberace. Yeah, yeah. People with just one names. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like, threw in Spider Man. Yeah, why Spider Spider Man is literally two names hyphenated. He's talking yeah, about. But... Um, he's actually talking about Harold R. Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> oh, his, sorry. His CPA. I, I thought he was talking about Sam Raimi Spider Man. I think that's kind of what they had that in there for. Yeah. Mister Spider Man, we'll see you now. I, I got a feeling Bruce added that in there because he's like, that's kind of funny. Once know. again, Bruce just does whatever he wants in the show, and nobody yeah. corrects him because they just can't. Like he's ad libbing <laughs> all over the place. They're just ah, leave it in. It's Bruce. They said cut, and he's like, you guys like that line I threw in there about Spider-Man? <laughs> Everyone's like, yes, Bruce, absolutely. <laughs> you goddamn right you did. Mm. But yeah, that was... Uh, I can just so see yeah. Bruce like, yep, I think we got it. You're welcome, folks. He just walks off <laughs> He's like, well, I just came. <laughs> How about the... Re- <laughs> lights up a cigarette. So was it good for the rest of you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my my Bruce. I've noticed this. My Sam X impressions like always just drift into Zap Brannigan at some point. <laughs> That's you know what? Sure. Not not very far. Honestly, off. though, so if we did a live action Futurama, Bruce Campbell's playing Zap Brannigan. Yeah, I like it. Right? He'd have I to be a little that. older now, though. I don't give me old Zap Brannigan. Don't care. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with it. Totally cool with me. Um, yeah, and then also that's our that's our C plot is uh, Sam X rediscovering sobriety. That's our, yeah, that's our C plot. There is Sam X not being able to drunk to uh, to get drunk. I um, this. Why why is he not able to drink? Because it literally it's because his cover doesn't drink. 
like That's his right, character. Okay. He's like your uh, your identity guy doesn't drink, so sorry. Well, it really is only for like an afternoon, right? But that's all for <laughs> too much. For like, Sam X, for a man then... <laughs> for a man who starts his day with uh, with a Bloody Mary made from a can of tomato juice and uh, airplane vodka shot. Uh, that's a long time. Sure. It's a well, I mean, eternity. like, but then see at the same time when he finally is drinking again, like by the time it's dark. He's uh, got a six pack, so I mean, like, well, that's, that's, the, that's the six pack he, should, he brought home. He brought he, he brought to Michael's. I guarantee you that there's a motel room somewhere that looks like fucking Denzel Washington's at the end of flight. <laughs> oh man, that's probably true. Uh, also, another fun fact about him putting the uh, six pack in the fridge: when he opens the fridge, you see a can of Smeet in the door, I which did was see that. the fictional food from Waterworld. I did see the Smeet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so you saw it, so you saw it on the first viewing. I did see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see. It. I was like, "Ha, huh, hey, <laughs> that's kind of funny." I was I expecting not, to see yogurt. Okay. That's why I kind of jarred me. I was like, "Oh, it's the fake spam thing." That's funny. Yeah, I didn't know it until I looked at this dumb IMDb. <laughs> the other thing I also thing. noticed about that, and here's how I know that Sam was already drunk before this, is that he came in, he popped open the one beer out of the six-pack, put it in the fridge, and didn't even bother to offer Michael one. He was just like, "Fuck you, Michael." <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Get fucked, Mike. These are mine. Yeah, like well. A- like it's just, you can six. see his alcoholism just returning, like as he's just like going through it. Like that's how I know, like he already was warmed up before he came in. <laughs> not his first drink of the night for sure. Well, um, I mean, some would argue that six is not really even enough to share. <laughs> well, not not <laughs> for Sam Max, that that's for sure. Definitely not for Sam Max. Um, so we go through this episode, kind of. Not a lot happens as far as like development. It's just. The whole time is just Fiona making Mike jealous by being horny for Tommy McKee. Um, they, they put together their convoluted plot to fucking clear this guy's name. And the whole way they do it is like they set up a fake bank robbery and they literally do all of the legwork of a real bank robbery to the point where they might as well have just robbed the bank. They well, had yeah, they the whole money, like, right? Like, they, so they did this. So this guy would give them eight grand when they could have just pulled off a bank heist for like fucking five million dollars. <laughs> See, this is pre-banking uh, crisis, though. So banks are our friends in this. Uh, they couldn't steal from the banks. Oh, that's They're true. still it's our friends at this point. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he some sort of like cyber hacker? Couldn't he just like steal he's people's a man of many money talents. online? He, uh, Michael has—he's like a MacGyver type. He can make things out of other things, and like, uh, like I don't know how tech savvy is, but he's like enough to like rig stuff up and like you know security systems and stuff. This is my problem with him. I'm waiting for him to just get his shit beat in because I feel like he's too smug and he's too perfect at this point. Well, there's because, like, a, no... eventually like those slow motion disarms like aren't going to work and someone's just going to shoot him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like the way yeah. he disarmed uh, the fucking guy that came into it. Like the, was it the bodyguard that he took the gun off of? Like how he like slow motion like like waiting for his hand to like and it was so bad. Yeah, I think it was Christo, that, like, art dealer guy. Yeah, yeah, it looked like one of those, um, like, self-defense, like, instructional videos where they do everything slow to show you how it works. <laughs> what if like, they were like, we'll here, speed it when the assailant is pointing did. a weapon at you, at a firearm at you, you must apply pressure at this point. <laughs> so, and then the other part of that plot is to turn Sam into a fucking sniper from the book depository. It's terrifying. Yeah, he's got Sam with a rifle out there just blowing away security cameras, and people are just running everywhere like he's fucking, uh, like, Lee Boyd Malvo. Well, he's, (laughs) we've already established he's a pretty good sniper. He's already, like, killed that guy with the sniper, right? That's also true. No, Sam's a crack shot. Absolutely. Like, Sam definitely has, like, uh, accolades from, like, his firearms training at Quantico. 
I think he's uh, he's actually Kyle McLaughlin. He's a drunk who's really good at shooting people with a sniper. Absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes <laughs> you just need a you know, a, and you know they always portray like those good snipers as guys who like like drunks who like need to steady their hand with like a pull I, out of the flask before they I'm can like take stupid, the shot. By the way, I'm stupid. I said comic. No, Chris Kyle is who I meant. I like there's Chris a Kyle. there's a person on Twitch named Chris, Chris Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a viewer on my stream too. Shout out Chris Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Real king. <laughs> His username Real made me think Kyle McLaughlin was Chris Kyle. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Chris Kyle put a burn notice on himself. Oh boy! I oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Chris Kyle, uh, expert in veterans affairs. Oh, I can tell you that Bruce Campbell is definitely better at dealing with veterans than Chris Kyle ever was. <laughs> That's for Jeez. sure. Jesus Christ, sleeves! I feel like we're throwing so much information at you. I feel so bad. No, like I said, uh, <clears throat> honestly. Nobody should watch this show. They should really just listen to this podcast because it's a million times better and like so much easier to like digest and like keep up with all the information that they're throwing in the show. If that isn't the absolute best endorsement this podcast could possibly receive, I don't know what is. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's <laughs> hell that's, yeah. We need to immortalize that and play it at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> yep, there it is, folks. You heard it first, folks. Thank you. <laughs> Sleeves is a uh, pretty much. I mean, after again, I and I told you this before we started, man. We fucking gave you an absolute doozy of an episode. This one was really tough to to. to this is uh, weird. Yeah, I've, like Blair really lucked. I feel like Blair got uh, super span status because she got the, a fun, fo- horny episode. And yeah, yeah. One it was just... one that was like perfect for her, and like, well, then, but she's gone back and watched the other ones, and she's like really into it. So. She's well. I think because she's like you know you have a good pers- first impression. You're like hell yeah, I can get down with this. Like. It's only down. It's only uphill from here for you, sleeves. Yeah, and like it was. More. This episode was so light on the Sam Axe. Like the, I think you know. I always say like we get we like a like the one good Bruce Campbell scene an episode. I was trying to find it, and it's probably the uh, the snow cone scene, right? That's probably our 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 Bruce Campbell is better than everyone scene of the week. Oh yeah, when he's like, um, Holy I'll call shit, him I'm back sober. after I finish my slushy. I haven't had a, <laughs> I, I haven't been sober enjoying a slushy since the Berlin Wall was still up. I think he said right. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That was that. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. he literally. It, it took the goddamn Berlin Wall to keep Sam Ax sober. <laughs> as soon as it came down, so did his liver. Yeah, so they they pull off the uh, the fake bank job, and the way it works is they pull off all of the the sightings of like a of a bank job, so that the cops get alerted at the very same moment that the bad guy is coming to the bank to like safe deposit box the diamond thing, right? Yeah, they basically and then they catch him be- and they're like, "Sir, we, there's a bank robbery and it looks like you're the guy." And then he's like, "No, I'm not." But then they're like, "Oh, well, here's the diamond thing." And he's like, yeah. uh, it's mine." They knew and they knew instinct instinctively. The cops instinctively went to like his dick, right? They like were like, "Let me grab." What's in your pants. dick, sir? <laughs> sir, what's in his dick? He's got yeah, a diamond right, in his dick. Everybody, drop trout. <laughs> Stop resisting. That was well. This was before cops just shot you instantly and i love how he just uh, <laughs> immediately goes like full julian from trailer park boys like it's mine i brought it from home <laughs> yeah they just instinctively know where the brooch is and they grab it pick it up like take it out without gloves on there's like no fucking procedure here this you're putting like fingerprints all over Michael it weston has framed somebody <laughs> like this is like multiple frame jobs he has done by the way I mean, it's not totally framing him because the guy like did steal the brooch, but like the way he like sets people up to get arrested, it happens a lot. 
That's what I'm saying. He, it's too perfect. He needs to get his, like, shit pushed in and have something go wrong, because it's always so perfect. Even when, like, he barely fucks up, he grabs a pen and almost kills the guy to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, five pounds of pressure on this man's carotid artery. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> There's, like, four guys with guns, and he's like, oh, get away from me, I got a pen. I can't, like, I think every, like, episode of this was written in a writer's room with, like, throbbing erections. They were so happy about <laughs> everything they were writing. They were like, oh, yeah, they take a pen, he puts it on his, his like, artery, he's going to bleed out. Yeah, yeah, this one uh, seems to have had a, a demonstrable lack of quality control, <laughs> is what I will say with this. Um, but we did get, um, anyone notice my, my, my favorite shot of the episode, the uh, laying on car Fiona at the end? Fiona just like straight up calendar style on the hood of the uh, the the GTO. Hard bodies on a hard body, you know That's what I'm right. talking about? <laughs> That's right. Hey, hell yeah, brother. Got that need for speed, brother. <laughs> She's yeah. she was like the horny beacon of light through this episode, I feel like. At least just her costume choices, they were just like give her like really short shorts. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She, top. she had a, a lot of midriff. There was a lot of yeah. midriff. Of I don't course, think her belly was covered at all of no. this. And of course, episode. nothing on the shoulders. She cannot cover the shoulders. Never. She's she literally is. covered both shoulders one time in this TV show. And, she's and like Victoria's Secret model level of like, this is what hot is. Uh, well, I mean, she's doing a pretty good job enforcing standards of beauty, I gotta say. She looks, <laughs> she <laughs> looks great. She looks great. <laughs> but, but so she, uh, she, her, she gets her morning. one last little dig in by, uh, what, she, what did you say? I said, but she is fake horny, so I kind of no, like not true. into it anymore. So I, you know what? I'm still me. not sure about the fake horny. I think she can be performatively horny when it suits her, but I've seen her be real life horny on this damn show. You can't talk me out of her not having been really horny in past Don't episodes. Don't white knight on uh, us right it now. It happens. I am it, out it here to white knight Fiona. Ma'am, Fiona, ma'am, miss, are these men bothering you? Are these guys bothering you, Fiona? The Fiona Defender has you, logged bro. the fuck on. <laughs> She's not going to fuck you, bro. Hope she, hope she sees this, King. <laughs> oh, Gabrielle Anwar probably doesn't have anything better to do than listen to this show. So we love Gabrielle you. Gabrielle Anwar, I love you. After noticing. Please, yeah, listen to Burn After Noticing. If you're ever in Chicago, I will take you out for a uh, very healthy oh. dinner. Oh, well, how about, why don't you walk us through your first date with Gabrielle Anwar? Uh, it definitely wouldn't be a lot of carbs, unfortunately. As much as I would love, you know, like a steak and lots of garlic bread, I don't think that's going to be in the cards. Um, I don't know. Probably uh, puts together some car bombs. Uh, <laughs> Irish, you know, Irish yeah. car bombs. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're you know maybe maybe drink. Uh, maybe support Irish independence. Maybe some unification. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, violence turns her on, at least in the show. So maybe just, like, punch a couple people and get her really horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blow away a few Protestants. No big deal. How far, Sleeves, how far would you go to get somebody horny? Would you resort to violence? Uh, do you, I, Your hesitation says not. it all. Well, the thing is, uh, I, the people that uh, get attracted and horny from violence, I, I, can't, uh, I can't handle that. Oh, okay. That's, well, Fio that's Fiona is absolutely I've... turned on by the by by. Well, both of them are because like their their sex scene like had like a fizz, uh, had a fist fight before it. So, no, that's not to say that like I couldn't, but I've been becoming more and more mature recently. Just the, within this past week, I've been uh, being the most mature that I've possibly ever have been. Wow, you really so. got to the right podcast then. We're, we're, we're uh, happy to help you undo literally all of that in an hour. <laughs> he will regress back to that uh, primal state. Listen back to what we just did for the last hour and tell me how mature we are. 
Oh, you mean like I didn't? It's not mature to make a parody of Gone Girl, Gonorrhea Girl. No, that's very adult-like behavior. We're fucking grown-ups. It's a rated R movie. That's an adult movie. (laughs) Yep. And speaking of grown-ups, Mike uh, collaborates with Hezbollah, and uh, no, no, he threatens to collaborate with Hezbollah. That's right. He's like, yeah, I'll. uh, I'll tell the I told the Libyans about about you. And now I'll also tell Hezbollah about you. And uh, he names another organization to uh, to the guy who burned. <laughs> Mike's spitting fire in this one. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like when it comes <laughs> to his burn notices, him. like yeah, yeah, he gets real serious about that. Like he just collaborated with Gaddafi and then uh, had the Libyan government send a fruit basket to the guy's house, which I think right. is kind of funny. Um, and another uh, fun note for this episode: the gang actually got paid this time. They got they got their money. Yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't have a change of heart and re- return it back to the guy. They just took it. But nope. I think because Fiona was sort of the cipher for this one, so she was like, "I ain't giving that shit back." No, no, no. Fiona is a sociopath. She does not have the heart of gold that Michael does. She will keep the money for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so they get that, and then Michael has his little CSI moment when she's like. You did all this to clear some innocent man's name, Michael. How kind of you. And he puts his sunglasses on slowly and just goes, you know who I did this for. Mm. Mm. Smooth mm. as fuck. And then he walks off and Fiona does like the little giddy girl scout, like trot up to him, which is just like. It's cringy. <sighs> She's posted cringe on the timeline. Yeah, yeah. She definitely posted cringe on the timeline with that one. I'm really hoping that was like a director that made her do that and it wasn't her idea. Because like, oof. <laughs> she, yeah, she was like a little, like somebody's like. Skittling, scattling up to like Mickey Mouse with Disneyland or something. Nice skittle scattle drop. Thank you. Yeah, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> listen to Burn After Noticing and find out what all the buzz is about. Ooh, we are hey. on Buzzcast. So. Hey. So, yeah, the gang got paid. Michael uh, spoke to the man who burned him, and the guy said, We'll be in touch. Uh, so, it looks like Michael's going to find out some more about his burn notice and what happened uh, in the future. And that's our episode, folks. It ends on a lame note, too, where he, she, like, so. We didn't really talk about it because it's stupid. Oh, but this last scene is the she's like super into snow globes, I guess. Yeah. So she <laughs> she fucking uh, collects them and had to break her Italy snow globe on uh, this uh, bounty hunter. Hey, head. why are you breaking a snow globe, huh? <laughs> hey, snow you got my snow globe. You're breaking my snow globe. What's the matter, <laughs> you, huh? And so she, Michael gets her not another uh, not another Italy one, but a Miami one. And she, like, hands it to him. She doesn't say anything, shakes it really violently in his face to almost hits him in the face. And that's, yeah, the like, the end of the episode. Like, oh, shit, don't hit me with that thing, too. <laughs> and then, yeah, no one's – she doesn't say a word. It's like, yeah, no. yeah very no strange words. scene. Very strange scene. Weird way to end she... it. But, yeah. Again, this episode just – it's all over the place. Weird. Yeah, it was a weird one. Um, But it did finish. It was over, and now. Did, uh, we but can... the question is, did we all finish as well? Well, I don't think you need to ask me. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this podcast, you know you don't have to ask me. I purposefully didn't jerk off today because I knew sleeves was on the podcast. I need to bring <laughs> all the horny energy. So you got to save I hope that you special serum. Understand the, the sacrifice that I've made. Adopting I the gorilla mindset, you have that. to save all of your man serum in so you can create great content. Thank you. It's very thoughtful. <laughs> How many people do you know that would say, Sleeves, I purposely did jerk off for you? I can only count them on my hands. So, Well, mm. that, that's good because you can have one free hand for jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> folks. Oh, folks, we love jerking off. Uh, <laughs> love to jerk off, folks. 
Hell uh, yeah. Well, this went off the rails in a great way because well, we, we came, we saw, and then we we came again. Uh, and then we we uh, we we saw the end credits. I guess that's how that goes. Yes, we did, and we are we are towards the end of this episode. So let's uh, let, let's knock those formalities out of the way. Let's go ahead and rate this episode out of. So I was thinking either snow globes or slushies. T- out of ten snow globes sounds good to me. Yeah, I feel like the snow globe. A uh, snow globe of Fiona in Italy um, riding um, some. Uh, mark that she's trying to get information out of. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to give this uh this is going to be an easy one. I'm going to give this two snow globes. Did wow. The exact score Real that uh, movie man Kev gave the clowns at midnight. Uh, well, Kev <laughs> Kev is known for his strong and nuanced takes and uh, I like to follow his lead. I'm going to give it uh give it two Italian snow globes. I give it the two a snow globe, huh? You give it wow. the two a snow globe. Two a snow globe. I give it the two a snow globe. We love it. Uh, yeah, that one sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not far off. I feel like this um, this episode of Burn Notice was one that we we kind of encountered it. I think two episodes ago, where we didn't want to talk about anything. We we wanted to talk about anything other than the episode because we were just like, <laughs> man, this is not a good. Yeah, it was. The, I think it was the episode five with Chris P. We were just like, man, I don't want to talk about this episode. So we just talked about anything but this episode, um, which makes for a great episode of this show not so much a great episode of this television show burn notice so i'm probably gonna give maybe one higher and say three out of ten and that's mainly because of the, i thought that the sam axe can't drink was kind of funny a lot of funny lines there and then um i learned that chuck finley was named after the kansas city athletics owner yep, so that's a three for too. baseball <laughs> history that's how they get to your heart we <laughs> exactly Sleeves, Sleeves, you're up now. Oh, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten snow globes. Oh shit! You got scorching hot take. You got bikinis throughout. You got the. It, it made me think of Cowboy Bebop for a second, so that's always fun. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, then there was something else that I really liked. That oh oh, they mentioned Sam Raimi's Spider Man. So perfect. Yep. Three, Dang, ten, ten I mean, Spider-Man's those are all good things. Thank you, Howard J. Spiderman. Howard uh, <laughs> J. Spiderman. I just like to say Spider. I, like, I like to say Spiderman as a last name. It's just fun. I love it. It's like Spiderman versus the Irishman. <laughs> the Spiderman. <laughs> Welcome, Martin the Spider-Man. Scorsese's new four-hour. Ep- That's what he's meeting with Kevin Feige about. The next Spider-Man oh. is going to be uh, uh, Martin Scorsese's four-hour epic, The Spider-Man. Wow. <laughs> From little Peter Parker growing up to a grizzled old Peter. You imagine Parker. like yeah, oh, old De Niro <laughs> playing fucking like just like old Peter Parker. Oh my god. Perfect. Joe Pesci as the Green Goblin. Ah, uh, now I did just nut. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, we finished. Wow. Yay. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, well, it sucks because, as we said, Movie Man Kev. Uh, I presumably, well, he not presumably, I'm sorry, he didn't die because he's still doing reviews, but he stopped watching Burn Notice and reviewing it. We don't uh-huh. have a review for Movie We don't even have any user reviews. We might be the first user reviews ever. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Folks, go out there and review, review Burn Notice. Like, Honestly, specifically, though, if you review a Burn Notice episode and put it on Amazon, we will read it on this podcast. So, Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's, I mean, just if you want us to read your Burn Notice review, post it on the Amazon for the particular or episode IMDb. we're recording for. One of those. Or IMDb, yeah. If you put it there, we'll find it and we'll we'll read it. And you can uh, if you want to post it and you can tag us. Um, I guess this is a good time, speaking of which, we'll uh, we'll knock out some plugs. Um, yeah, sleeves. Thank you so much for showing up to this record oh, and then also watching the show. Me. 
Oh, um, I won't watch any more of the show. But... <laughs> that, was, that is a question we like to ask. Will you continue to watch Burn Notice? No, I don't think I don't think that I will. Well, but... you know what? I don't give a shit as long as you continue to listen to Burn After Noticing. Oh yeah, I'll definitely keep doing that. That's Thank like you. I said, that's so much better than. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that now you have context, like you've seen the show now, so you're like, wow, yeah, they're not. It's like watching Watchmen for struggle session. It's like Watchmen. No, thank you. Oh boy. <laughs> Tell the wonderful people, though, where they can find yourself. Oh, um, well, I'm pretty much just in the uh, bug cult realm of Twitter. I'm at It's Me Sleeves. I do a podcast with my best friend Bobby Bobalon, uh, Bobby Horror Picture Show. You can find that on the Buzzcast Network and uh, Buzz, wherever Buzz. That, that goes out on. So, yeah, do that. Buy cum shirts. Uh, yes, please. Yes, yeah. buy cum shirts, guys. <laughs> I'll be I'll be wearing one for uh, Bug Con. Don't worry. Yeah, and that's you know that's it. Listen to Burn After Noticing. Hey, watch, watch these two stream on Twitch and stuff. You know. Aw, thank wow. you. Wow. Thank you. Well, so you. Much. I was gonna say too. I think you're the first uh, fellow Buzzcast um, host on the show. That's right. Oh, excellent. That's right. We love uh, we love uh, brand synergy. Well, that's surprising too because I was really trying to get pissed uh, or get Shake pissed at me. <laughs> oh yeah, the other night. You really wanted me to yell at you. Did I That's sufficiently yell at you? I kind of did. Wanna, at the if end. you want to get dommed by Shake, please uh, subscribe to our non-existent paywall. <laughs> if you want me to yell at you on my Twitch channel, let's I make a Patreon where you just berate people. Uh, you guys should make yeah, you should make a Patreon. That should be a tier. Oh yeah, uh, get burned berating. by the hosts. Yeah, and we'll just make we'll just insult you for uh, oh. for cash. It, the, I think you just came up with a great new cameo idea. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm going to pay some porn stars to yell at me. Ah, let's go. Hell yeah. And shame my dick. I look forward to watching those. Yeah, we Uh. found out that uh, Dakota Charms has dismydick.com. Yes. Which is a website about, like, penis humiliation. (laughs) Oh, I'm familiar. (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm very familiar with dismydick.com. So you can, uh, I might as well plug myself. You can find me at dismydick.com. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I jumped ahead. My dick has been dissed multiple times on that site just for fun, really. I don't mean, I don't get anything out of it. People just look at my dick and make fun of it because it's weird. Uh, No, let's, for real, you can. (laughs) Nope, that's it for plugs for you. You can find my my weird. You can find my egg-shaped penis. No, that's like a, that, that, that Jeffrey egg shape. Jeffrey Epstein doing plugs. You can find my egg-shaped penis at dismydick.com. Is that like F- Epstein canon that he has? Oh, a... you don't. Oh man, we're not gonna. It took us an hour. No, and we're getting. No, to get we're gonna Epstein talk canon. about it right now. Fuck it, let's go. Um, yes, uh, in his depositions or in the uh, some of the other depositions, his penis is described as being uh, quote egg-shaped by people who have seen it. <laughs> so, so Trump's is mushroom like the toad like. Stormy Daniels said that his penis looks like Toad from Mario, yeah, he's and now we've there. got Epstein's <laughs> penis that looks like an egg. My Sounds like we're making dick. a fucking frittata. And my man <laughs> wanted to freeze his egg dick and carry it on into the future to plant his, the seeds of the next human civilization. That's fucking weird. Egg-shaped? Well, I mean, that wasn't... I mean, if you thought that was weird, I got some more news about Jeffrey Epstein for you. <laughs> Wait till oh, you hear about Little St. James Island. Oh, it sounds fine. It sounds like a tropical, like a bird note. <laughs> it's just like the tropical music playing. Hey, you want to have an island getaway? Come to Little St. James Island. Well, it sounds uh, vaguely British for some reason. <laughs> Sam Axe is like, uh, Michael, I can't today. Veronica and I are supposed to go to Little St. James. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the oh, flight logs, Michael. Don't look at them. Holy fuck. Okay, plugs. God damn it. 
<laughs> you can find me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV, all C's, no K's, on Twitch at ThickFlare. I don't know if you have to put an ad on Twitch. Just ThickFlare on Twitch. Uh, check it out. We stream, we cream, we dream. Um, and uh, Josh, you want to tell them where they can find you and where they can find us? Yeah, sure. I just want to first off say that um, it's very funny when you say, like, I got to plug myself because it sounds like butt plugs to me. Well, but... that's again, that's off pod. <laughs> it's all plugs. So I'm going to plug myself before I plug myself. But you can find the podcast, <laughs> Burn After Noticing, the one you're listening to right now, at Burn Notice Pod on Twitter. That way you can direct any questions you have. We'll probably be tweeting out relevant things to this episode, like, you know, the clown at midnight and shit. Oh, People yeah. We're, we're definitely clown at midnight posting. <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely post some shit from there. Um, but you can also find me as Sleepset on Twitch at Shake and Bakey. That's Shake and Bake Y. Not Shaky Bakey, not Shake and Bacon. <laughs> not, not those. Like, very, very easy to get those confused if you're um, briefly reading Cameo instructions. <laughs> but, um, and, and Twitter on that. You can find me pretty much everywhere at Shake and Bakey. So, yeah. All right. Is that all of them? Is that it? I think I think is that that's where, uh, is that where we are. Is that the I think episode? That's a fucking wrap. Did we wrap that shit up? I think uh, I think we can call this episode a mummy because it's all wrrapped up. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, a good a place rap. to good a place more. to get out of here as any folks. Thank you so much. Wait, for no, listening. sleeves is gonna say something. <laughs> oh, shit, never mind. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it's more wrapped than uh, Michael's dick when he fucked Fiona in episode seven. Oh, no, it was unwrapped. That's unwrapped. unwrapped. Yeah, unwrapped. I said this episode is more wrapped. Oh, more wrapped, wrapped up. Yeah, more more wrapped than. Well, I guess you could say. Raw. I guess you could say that's accurate because, uh, much like a disheveled mummy or a non-existent condom, this one definitely came unraveled. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a fucking ending to this one, <laughs> <laughs> folks! Keep listening to Burn After Noticing. We will talk about Burn Notice more probably, but even if we don't, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. You have my solemn promise on that. Uh, <laughs> Tune in next week, folks. Thank you so much. Don't get burned. Do not get burned, especially with gonorrhea. <laughs> especially with gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs>